Yo, so first and foremost, this is not my fault. <laughs> this is not my fault. I do not take ownership for the blame in this, in this, in this. But somebody, and it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not this man's fault either. But somebody is to blame for this, and it's not me. <laughs> Let's. I'm less certain that it's his. It's not his fault, but I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> but it's not my fault. That's that's one thing for certain. So I was supposed to have a special guest for this podcast, and I actually, I actually marketed him, if you can call it marketing. <laughs> but I marketed him as the as one of the most genuine men. That I've ever that I've ever had the, the the privilege to know. I don't know anymore though. <laughs> I don't know if you rank so high anymore, my boy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he was supposed to be this this man who I'm not gonna mention uh, because he will be on the podcast. And when he does eventually come onto the podcast, it will be awesome to have him. And it will be a great episode. But we don't have him today. You got me. Regular programming type shit. <laughs> and without, without further ado, welcome to the Donkey's Best Friend Podcast. I am your host and resident donkey, Bobito, a.k.a. The Funk Soul Brother, a.k.a. Master B, a.k.a. Styles B, a.k.a. Slick Rick, a.k.a. B. MX and you are listening to the 22nd episode of the podcast guys without further or not without further ado um i'm really grateful to have every single one of you listen to the podcast uh it's been a pleasure going as long as we have gone and up until this point we've had some 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 difficulties technical and um and otherwise but we've never had a scheduling dif- uh, difficulty <laughs> up until this point this is the first one and it's a big part of why the podcast took so long to start and i'm not blaming the 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 the, the man who was supposed to be on the podcast i'm not blaming him at all uh <laughs> sounds like one of those situations where like you know like in football or in like sport like the the, the coach is like like it's it's definitely not the keeper's fault i mean we lost as a team but you know like people will put blame at the keeper it's not the keeper's fault i mean i mean everyone makes mistakes but it's not his fault (laughs) kind of kind of like that but more so what i mean is um it was really hard getting or actually i never even managed to but just in the idea of planning this podcast and thinking of doing this podcast i had to try and coordinate with people who i thought would be awesome to be co-hosts on the podcast um and obviously like keep bear this in mind that um these people may or may not end up being so at some point in in time but I had to remember or realize that it's not their dream. It's not their passion project. It's not their idea. It's not their idea. Let's keep it at that. It's not their project. It's not what they envisioned themselves working on. And maybe um, it's something to do with the people I chose. I don't know. It is it is a hundred different. There could be a hundred different reasons. Maybe they prioritize other things. Who knows? But what I did realize and came to grips with was that I had to be the driving force. Not only, okay, that I had already come to grips with. I had to be the driving force. But the other thing, and more more importantly, is that I couldn't wait for anybody else anymore to do this. And releasing that first episode and having it done so easily because it was just me really unleashed the floodgates or really made me realize that like it has to be or at the very least for for the time being it's better that it's just me and that what that's what it was up until the 20th episode it was just me spitting talking shit and i always intended for this podcast to have guests to have people on and to challenge me especially for the type of shit that we're going to be talking about in this episode but at the same time you don't hold off on something you want to do 
because you can't do it in the way that you envisioned at the moment you start where you can and you move forward from there and yeah i just it was just a big reminder of that and yet again no bad feelings no ill will this is still my brother who could not make it and you'll be on eventually and we'll still break down a bunch of shit but this specific these specific topics today i really wanted him to speak about like us to speak about and chat about because we both have i won't say knowledge i won't say xp meaning expertise on this but we both definitely have spoken about this and how it's played a role in our lives um and i don't want to like insinuate in a situation like this i will say that neither of us have ever participated in this kind of shit but it's played a role in our lives in in ways and maybe one day uh, when i do have a mod we'll speak towards towards um towards that aspect of how it's played a role in our lives because sometimes things aren't your stories to tell i believe that's very much my belief on certain things even though i play a role in the story may not be my story to tell and i'm i'm done being cryptic <laughs> i'm done being cryptic so i don't know about you guys man but like well obviously you guys the majority of you are south african some of you are swedish hey shout out slack <laughs> and there's probably oh yes there's some there's some american listeners there you know the 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 geography is crazy in this podcast (laughs) but um mainly mainly today we're going to be maybe not the whole episode but definitely going to be speaking about uh something that's become a a major talking point a major issue and let me not say yeah it's been a major issue in our country and it's become more of a talking point and more of a discussion and maybe not even a discussion maybe something a rallying cry um and that is obviously g or not obviously but let me introduce it gbv gender-based violence and it's a crazy thing to imagine that majority of south africans have in some way shape or form experienced some form maybe not experienced it as being the violator or being the the abuser or the abusee um maybe witness maybe encountered i don't know how you want to describe it but i'm 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 firmly of the opinion that almost everybody in south africa if not maybe a one percent five percent um figure in p of people in south africa have not dealt with gbv in some way shape or form why so why why speak about it now what 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 was the the trigger so there were a few stories that hit the news this week specifically maybe uh, i might be late on the on the news cycle so pardon me if some of these are a bit late um but there were a few and it was it was almost a snowballing effect and also they were celebrity cases so obviously they garner a lot more attention but some of them weren't there was one that i read that really really fucked me up and um it's not it, it fucked me up not because it was such an egregious case which it is but it fucked me up more so because this is far from the first time i've read something like this the far from the first time i've read something like this and i hazard to guess far from the first time any of you have read something like this um maybe we'll start there because it really is something something disgusting so i'm not sure if you guys have heard of um of of the of the shooting of a woman named uh tepo rakoma uh in limpopo and what apparently happened was she was she was she was working at a mall or she had her lunch break at a mall she was on her lunch break so imagine this woman is a mother of three children she's on a lunch break working obviously to provide for her children and allegedly her ex-boyfriend comes and shoots her three times murdering her I don't know if it was three times actually yes it was three times she was shot three times and murders her so like i don't know i don't know the basis like so when i read something like this it's very easy we can all get 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 enraged and 
disgusted and like you know hot hot fear about about this and just like really sympathize if not heart bleed for her family especially her children the rest of her family just like but then also now comes the the anger and the you know the outrage of like what kind of a man does this and like that's where my head stops and it's just like hold up let's really think about that for a second and i'm not saying that this happens like methodically i'm just saying this is how my brain thinks and i think to myself like what and i'm also understand i'm not trying to victim blame or anything that's the furthest thing from my intention when i think like this it's just i've got a very logical brain that tries to logical in the sense that i don't know it needs the answers and i'll think to myself like justification but not justification in the sense that what he did was right just just i just need to understand what was going on in his brain maybe like for some semblance of okay if you ever feel like that if you ever on that train of like if you ever because my my brain starts to think like it was this guy like like what did she break up with him did she embarrass him in it not in any way that like his embarrassment his i don't know his his ego being damaged anything like that was her fault i'm just saying was that the end the, uh, the end result of her breaking up with him of um her maybe deciding she doesn't want to be in this um abusive and i don't know if the relationship was abusive but i don't even know if this guy actually did it's alleged or everything's alleged now but i think that's more so a legal kind of thing like you can't like there's still going to be a case and everything but hypothetically if he was if he did murder this woman and she was his ex is it because of ego was the ego was was it something that in his own mind he could not reconcile she broke up with him she cheated on him if she, he thought maybe that she cheated on him she might not have ever done this like these are the things that like they the missing puzzle pieces that made me just not understand this man like but i have to like try and figure this out i have to try and figure this out for my own peace for my own self just and i'm not saying like i'm on the brink of beating or murdering a woman i just need to know what went wrong with these men because guys it's a it's a, it's a fucking uh, like pandemic an epidemic i don't know it's it's craziness bro it's too many and i don't want to say it's too many like enough men are trash whatever no but it is too many guys it's too many too many of these cases too many similarities too many like like the cause is missing and i'm not saying that there is ever cause or ever justification for this action whether it be something as far and drastic as murdering someone or just grabbing a woman by the wrist or for like standing and blocking her the door grabbing her i don't like there's so many things that you just think and you're just like that's an action that you can't take at least i do and i try to keep those lines very clear in my head i'm trying like i try and i'll tell you this let me let me let me have a moment of transparency when i was probably seven eight or nine i think it was seven eight it was somewhere around seven or eight i had a fight with a girl the only one that i can really truly remember in my head i had a fight with a girl at my school um and this girl no justification just literally breaking down the situation this girl was actually bigger than me she was a year older than me she was bigger than me and she fucked me up now was the reason was it her fucking me up that made me think to myself okay never fight a girl again because they'll fuck you up no of course not let's be reasonable it was more so the conversation that i had with my dad because after you get into a fight at school obviously you get called in and all this kind of stuff and it was interesting at the time because the teachers like didn't treat me as the aggressor 
And I can't remember, to be fair with you, to be completely honest, it was happened so long ago. What stuck with me was the fight. I didn't remember what happened, what caused the fight. I think if I remember correctly, and I don't remember correctly, we might have been insulting each other and someone threw a slap first. It started with a slap and then it became like a proper fight. With children though, it's not really a proper fight, obviously. But nonetheless, whatever kind of fight it was, I lost. And eventually my parents, yeah, they get told about this, whatever. So my dad doesn't rage at me, which was never his style. Never his style at all. I think maybe once or twice in my whole life he raged at me properly. Um, Otherwise, a conversation would happen. And I don't even, my mom was more so the the disciplinarian in my family. My father was more so, um, I don't know what you'll call it, but he wasn't the disciplinarian. But for this, he was a disciplinarian. But he never took a disciplinary action. He more so explained to me and had a conversation with me about, yo, this is why you can't do this. This is why. And that, that, that stuck with me more than anything else. The main thing that, like, it was a how would you feel. And these are always justifications for when, and like, abusers will come and say, listen, I couldn't have done this. I have a sister. I have a mom. They'll say shit like that. But he kind of put it to me in that way. How would you feel if a man was hitting your your mom? If a man was hitting your sister? Would you like to be that man? Do you want people to look at you in the way that you're a weak man? That's not how you show your strength. By hitting women or by forcing them into submission. In fact, you know, it's not a sign of strength at all. In fact, it's a sign of the, the deepest weakness in a man. But obviously, he's speaking to a child, so I don't have any real understanding of all of these bigger concepts. But the idea of him being extremely disappointed in me was enough. Like, mad disappointed. He, like, there was stuff that I did as a kid that made no fucking sense in the world. And you'd expect... Like, if you were my parent, you'd be like, this child is going nowhere. But he was never disappointed at those kinds of things. You'd find them funny. This was one of those moments where he was like, no, I can't. And at that point, and I wouldn't say maybe that was like the pin drop. I don't know. Maybe just moving forward in life and learning more. Because as I've said before, I mean, me and Slack spoke about it. We've messed up in our relationships with women now. I wouldn't say as far as abuse physically but some emotional abuse definitely took place and i don't know and that's on my side i don't want to speak for slack but um you learn you live and you learn you learn these kinds of what behaviors and what and also just the kind of man you want to be and i i don't know i think what i'm what i'm trying to say is like, did these men not learn these things? And if that's the case, not justifying, not trying to, I don't know. Because it seems like a systemic problem in our country. Just as the systemic racism in countries, and I'm not even just saying our country. I mean, I live in our country, so I can only use our country as an example. But I feel like worldwide, there's, and let me not say I feel like, women are telling us telling us and sometimes you just got to listen to what you're being told whether you agree or disagree when you're given so much fucking evidence like you can say for so long it's not all of us not the bro the numbers are far too high for that argument it's not time for that argument that it's not all of us it's not time for that argument of like like it's not time to be complicit bro like and I don't mean like complete like let me let me let me say this I'm complicit definitely complicit as I was saying earlier bro I read these stories on a day-to-day bruh on a day-to-day but it doesn't affect my life it's not a part of my day-to-day worries I got shit on my mind today I got shit on my mind tomorrow I got shit on my mind for the next five years ten years that I'm thinking about I can only really worry about and this is why I say I'm complicit and 
I don't know if saying this on the podcast or like will trigger a change. Hopefully, I don't know. We'll see. Action speaks louder than words. But I got a fucking podcast, so I'm here. But I don't know. I don't see domestic abuse. I don't see GBV. I read about it. I see it on the news. What can I do? I'll give you a fucking another example before I get into the other story. So, this this is just me trying to find some clarity on this shit, bro. But I'm gonna try and make this as extended as possible. But I got people in my life, right? That I'll see every now and then. Now this was in a situation that existed, and I don't know how that situation is currently. But I'm a single man. I just want to say that first and foremost. And at the time, I was also a single man. I was more so dating at the time. Like, I should do my thing. But right now, very single. Like, like embarrassing single. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so I've got this friend. Acquaintance. Person that kicks it in the similar circles as me. And I see him speak to his girlfriend in a way that far too aggressive and in general the man is too aggressive in the way that he behaves that in general he would not be somebody that i would kick it with but mutual circles it's hard not to be in the same scenarios with it you give me now time has passed in my life where i'm actually to the point where fuck it bro mutual circles or not I'm not there. I refuse. You get me? I don't. I, there's, I, there's nowhere I need to be that much that that's that kind of behavior can be around me. But yet again, am I not complicit because I'm seeing it? And even no, don't get me wrong. I would say shit. I would say shit to him and try and speak to it. But that's the thing. Now, what what happens? Do you gotta speak to this man who's being overly aggressive? Or do you have to put him in his place? Now, is it my place as a man? That's kind of what I'm gathering. It's my place as a man to put this man in his place and tell him, like, off properly. Like, but then what? Do I threaten him? Do I, like, what, 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 what actions do I take? So, what I, so I did speak to him. Nothing ever changed. And, in fact, there was no, you know those kinds of people that don't take any, accountability for the situation that at at hand i'm not asking you to i'm not asking you about what the person you're shouting at did i'm asking you why you're shouting at her you get me it's a whole different conversation i'm not asking you it's a whole different thing i'm asking you to keep your side of the the street clean and then it also hits me like yo bro if you do this in front of a whole group of people what the fuck happens when you guys are alone so at the same time i speak to this lady and i'm like lady what's going on you can't be you can't be spoken to like this you can't be in a in a situation like this and i'm ignored or the kind of mumbled and jeez i probably sound like i'm victim blaming I probably do but i'm just trying to gather because at the time and for the longest time it sat with me and every time this conversation comes up this scenario and similar scenarios pop into my mind i think to myself oh fuck bro like, i'm not perfect me and my friends shouted each other me and family shouted each other so am i expecting unreasonable like Unre- like I see my friends shout at their girlfriends I see their girlfriends shout at them And I shut the fuck up Especially when I really know them Cause in my mind As we always tend to think As niggas and maybe that's why I'm Fucking complicit Because you tend to think No fucking chance this guy will hit her bro Like like yeah they shout And they scream but hey man that's just the Just think to yourself like now in situations like this maybe i'm t- being dramatic i don't know bro like i'm just trying to figure out because worst fucking thing that could happen is tomorrow i heard uh, i hear a story 
this man's in or worst fucking case scenario this woman has passed away he's suspected of killing her jesus now every flashback of the time that they shouted or whatever flashes into my brain every one of these fucking stories that i've ever heard flashes into my brain what do i think to myself i could have done something could i have was it my responsibility i'm trying to figure this shit out on the fly dude I'm not trying to make this shit about me i'm just trying to figure it out on my side yeah man so those are the kinds of scenarios that i just need clarity on man like i just need to understand what my position what i'm supposed to do what we're supposed to do because it's all well and good and we've been told this i've seen this i've seen this and i've had conversations with friends of mine who are women and trust me anybody who knows me knows that if these kinds of tough topics come up I'm not trying to put my position and what I do out there. I'm trying to figure out what is, what should I be doing? Where, how should we be behaving? And even when I hear that, if I disagree, I need you to give me some feedback or understanding of why. And I only bring these conversations up with people that I understand or that I know will understand that it's just for knowledge bro it's just for protocol it's just for process bro i need to understand how like how do i set the example i'm not trying to say like i'm any moral kind moral beacon or anything at the very least if we can change ourselves we can change the people around us then eventually we can be an example for this generation after us but it starts with us understanding what is the example would be mad arrogant of me to come here and say hey man just fuck with how i i roll and you're all good hell no i'll probably slip up still to this day i'll probably still fuck up and i'm not saying that in a way that hey maybe i do or maybe don't i literally 100 agree that i probably am not perfect <laughs> nobody is but if i can at least in this one thing bro a hundred different things i'm trying to be a better man in general saying i'm a fucked up man saying there's a few screws loose anyway man so the other story and i hate to talk about them like they just stories and they're not people's lives um was 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 black coffee and Intle, uh mbali and i wasn't following the divorce because i don't follow divorces i don't or let me not say i don't follow divorces but like i don't follow them day to day if i hear something's happening hey i might just check especially because black coffee anyone who knows me i'm a huge house head so i hear black coffee and i think oh shit oh divorce and as well i've met us let me not say met i saw his wife which is a weird thing to say <laughs> but, somebody, but i saw his wife at a polo game i think it was in 2018 or 2017 um it was a salsi event um i was invited by a friend to be a date there um it was for breast cancer and i was it was like probably 1 p.m or something i was pretty drunk already like not hammered like not sloppy but on my levels it was free i was a free bar open bar come on (laughs) but i'm outside i'm having i'm having i think it was a double I can't remember what. Oh, uh, was it Johnny? Uh, what am I? For, uh, how am I forgetting this? There's a reason why I was drinking like this. It was like a double Johnny Blue on the bar, like just on the bar's tail. I was like, what? Uh, yeah, for sure. Let me. So I'm, I'm sipping on that outside, uh, having a cigarette. Like it was one of the. I mean, it's for breast cancer, so you can imagine, like the smokers circle. Oh, it's not even smokers circle. It's like that fucking like where people like are shamed, bro. Like you know when it's a trek to be ashamed of what you're doing. That that was the kind of smoking section it was and it was me and like two other dudes we were kicking it there and she arrived so there was a whole thing that day where people were arriving like you'd park your car and then you'd be driven to the entrance in an aston martin or might not have been an aston martin i think they were jaguars and um you'd be driven to the door and then they take photos of you walking in for i i don't know probably the the promo of this thing or like the the article or whatever that was written on and when she arrived she arrived in a white bentley and 
she kept coming in and out of the car with a bunch of balloons like pink pink and white balloons and they made it a whole like i was outside having a cigarette when it was happening so i watched the whole thing and it was interesting to see how these pictures end up like like how like you see the picture and how that picture is taken because you would imagine when you see the picture and this is maybe it's just my stupid ass ignorant mind seeing a picture of let's say coming out of coming out of a car the bentley at an event and thinking oh this is literally how she like she drove to the event with a bunch of pink and white balloons came out of the car like holding these pink and white balloons stood outside took a picture let the balloons i don't think she let them go but like uh with a bunch of uh women i think she was in a completely white dress maybe pink pink and white and the, and the ladies that were around who were like it was almost like a wedding kind of shit i think this was just before they got married i, I don't know um i think so because someone i think someone said fiance i might be wrong but anyway and um she comes out and like it's just a whole extravagant thing and i'm thinking to, when someone said to me that's black coffee's wife or fiance because i was like like why is like this is this is a, a, a production because she kept coming in and out of the car and like the woman kept hobbling around and like trying to fix her dress and like just making sure and to be fair from just watching she seemed like an extremely graceful and a very polite woman she wasn't snapping at anybody or being a diva she was smiling laughing saying please and all like all the things that normal human beings would do she didn't seem like a diva at all in fact she seemed very charming but i was seeing this from like five ten meters away so <laughs> it's probably the creep in the corner looking on with the cigarette <laughs> looking like a mad creep probably uh but anyway so I say this just to say that when I saw that him and his wife were divorcing, it did spark some intrigue because I was just like, like as you know, like you don't know these people. Like that that wasn't enough to say, well damn, she must be an incredible wife or like an incredible partner. Who's to say? I don't know. But I read this and I'm just like, hey man, well, let's see the reason. And at the time I can't remember. I think Black Coffee had released a statement where he was being a man about it and he was like you know i'd still the mother of my children that kind of shit will always be a family and you know like hey it didn't work out i was like hey man shit happens kept my life moving then i saw this shit where um it was this was like two three days ago and i saw that she she put up a uh, a, a video and i'm actually gonna play a clip from the video well i'm gonna play the video and then stop it but she put up a video that made me this this is actually what really was it this no it wasn't this this didn't what what really brought this this topic to mind was um it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't temple story temple Rakoma. Uh, it was the story that i'll get to next but this is what i saw from um in clay's live give it a second emotional today because i wasn't granted a protection no, order wait a second. now i'm not gonna say wait a second my bad my bad my bad okay this is silent i have been harassed I have been intimidated for the longest of times and I'm here emotional today because I wasn't granted a protection order. Now, I'm not going to say names because I don't know the implications, but I'm going to tell you guys everything. I have been protecting this man for far too long. And all the other women that have come to me for assistance, I will also come at them. This man lied in the court of law, saying he went under my arm as tall as he is, when he knows very well that he hit me, he struck my hand twice and pushed me into our marital property. I don't feel safe, as he is also psychologically messing with my children, which is why I had to stand up and fight for myself. He called my children, telling him, telling my children, 
to, to stop this whole case. And my child was crying. My child told me. Okay, I'm going to stop it there. Um, uh, you, you'll find this, the full clip anyway, but just of it you just heard the part that the rest of it is real marriage divorce debating kind of stuff but that that's the part that really doesn't like regardless of a divorce a marriage or whatever failing a marriage failing or whatever and regardless of if the parties in amicably or not it's the violence bruh it's the violence it's the abusive nature like I'm and First and foremost, I've got to come back and just read out some some. I, I I've got to read out what what Black Coffee has said on the matter, just to be fair. Because um, it would not be right speaking about what Inshay has said and then not speak about what Black Coffee has said because we don't know. We don't know. I'm not saying like. One thing I will say is the hashtag believe woman. I don't want to say that you can't believe all women or that kind of bullshit, but at the same time, we have to let these things play out in the court of law. We need to. I don't. Let me rather say I don't know because, like, you. She she specifically said that she fears she she did not feel safe. And bro, it's like it's one of those situations I keep thinking to myself, bro, like they telling you and like all over the world, not just in the in America, in South Africa as well. Like our judicial system fails people. So like when the court says this man did no wrong that doesn't unequivocally mean he did no wrong or that unequivocally this woman is safe just means that they could not prove otherwise and that's a fucking scary thing to think that you have no redress you have no actions left to you but anyway, Black Coffee says here, in April I tweeted that I did not and would not assault Mbali. I did this. I did this to set the record straight in order to correct the narrative that is out there. I thereafter chose to remain silent about the issue as I have faith and trust in the judicial system. This was on 7th May 2021. Same day, he tweets. Following the proceedings, the court has ruled in my favor. The interim protection order was set aside and her case dismissed. Thank you all who stood by my side. So, she went to the court asking for protection against her ex-husband because of what she had just said. You heard it for herself. The court said no. Black Coffee's denying. She's saying that she's going to release files and like... She's got, she's got, she's got files. She, she has proof. Regardless of the situation, this situation, especially because, as I said, the court has spoken. But at the same time, I don't mean that to say that all is good. She's a liar. I'm just saying that it's a worrying situation. Just to think that that's possible bro like i think about it all the time with myself bro like i had a situation um when i was in an accident with like some thug people and they 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 didn't seem like too convinced that insurance would play out because they didn't have insurance and it seemed like they were going to resort to like threatening and violence and like these are taxi drivers bro so it's a tricky situation like i was thinking to myself like i don't even have a redress with police bro what the police gonna do bro like police in our country like i felt helpless not as a grown man against other grown men because i'm not a thug you get what i mean but i kind of had to 
just for my own sense of sanity and the whole situation worked itself out um with me just constantly repeating the fact that hey man whatever you do to me is not gonna get you your car back (laughs) so like just let insurance do what insurance does and we'll see what happens but nonetheless it is what it is kind of shit <laughs> i can laugh about it now but at the time it was not a laughable situation but um actually eventually i came to the 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 feeling and i'm not saying women in this country must come to this feeling but i came to it that hey man i cannot control the future there's no point in worrying about it i have not done anything wrong what will play out what what ins- what transpires transpires nothing i can do about it I'm I'm trying to learn to let things be as they will. But women can't do that, bro. Women can't just not feel safe. Like, bro, I felt like all I'm saying is I can relate to that feeling of not having faith and not having not being safe, not feeling that there's any way to be safe. As a grown man who's not weak by any matter. a fucked up situation and i don't know man i don't like i'm just trying to figure i'm just trying to figure it all out and i feel like as long as i mean me and my friends have these kinds of conversations and we make sure that we're in check and like as much as i was speaking about certain friends in certain circles reacting and behaving in certain ways for the most part i definitely feel like i can trust those in my lives to behave accordingly so the next one was probably the most like worrying of all of these situations and it was the one let me not say worrying but just like jesus it didn't look good it was the one with aka and um his 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 fiance the um the dearly departed uh um Nelly uh, Sorry about this um, her, name, her name was uh, Anele Tembe Anele Tembe Anele Tembe So I wasn't too Familiar with this relationship And um, I'm not too Familiar with Like the ongoings of Celebrities in SA And their relationships Especially aka the, the, the turbulent relationship after turbulent relationship. Not saying that points to any guilt or anything, but especially with this story, I didn't want to speak about it at all because this woman had passed away and there's an investigation, or just she has passed away and her family is grieving, and there's no need for any of us to be speaking about anything. I mean, those who get paid to do so, do so. I didn't need to jump into that but then I saw this video of him breaking down the door or not there's no video I never maybe there's a video of him breaking down the door I didn't see the video of him breaking down the door I saw pictures and it looked fucking disgusting bro like like I cannot I I don't know what scenario like even when you're trying to troubleshoot maybe not troubleshoot but you're trying to justify it in your head i'm not trying i'm just saying what are the possible when i say justify when i say i'm trying to figure this shit out i'm trying to understand i'm not saying there's justification for the, for the behavior but what possibly could have been the reason why the door was smashed down like not even smashed down broken a hole through the door and he walks in and if you see the pictures bro i'm not saying that I know I'm not no psychologist or like a a person who can who can um who can describe like body language or whatever but that did not look like somebody coming in to speak or coming in to to like find the lost key that of his apartment that he couldn't get into it looked like someone ready to move someone and I like bro and then there's another video of her crying which that one was just both there's this there's a video of her crying and like a 
but like another man like trying to hold her down and they just telling her to relax 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 and you're just thinking to yourself what the fuck what so I have no idea how that court case is gonna go I have no idea what am I saying court case it's she's still being I don't even know if she's been laid to rest I want to say again to both both these both these women and all to all other women who have lost their lives through senseless violence from men just like it did you didn't deserve that nobody deserves that I don't understand everything about this I feel I like you know when you know when you hear or when you think to yourself it has to be like the logical the logical conclusion is the male ego was bruised and blood was demanded because of that like I'm saying me saying that right now my stomach is turning bro like we cannot be like can we really be that small I say that because I've felt my male ego being bruised and as a younger man more so against other younger men when that happened and not to say that that's any better to be to be clear but when that happened it could get physical it could get violent and it could get ugly and through life and as growing that part of myself and that just there's certain parts of yourself that you don't want you know that they exist and you're wary of them but you don't want to ever see them again so I know that it's possible and it's a reality but what do we do what do we do to fix it I know how like I've dealt with it personally but that's not it's clearly not enough I can't be comfortable with just knowing that I'm good I, I've dealt with it on my side because then I'm not good I'm selfish so yeah man again rest in peace to all the late the women who who have passed from senseless violence at the hands of men you did not deserve that as cliche as it as it is we have got to be better gents like when i have the answers you'll be the first to know so guys um i don't know how i'm gonna pivot this because i really needed to get all of that out of my chest off my chest and hopefully the interactions with my pras will be will help me on this journey um all of us we all need help in this journey man but moving on to my favorite part of the podcast the musical project of the week this project came up um on my playlist or a song from this project came up on my house playlist which guys just hit me up if you want access to it and maybe i'll make it a a public playlist uh depending on how many you knows i get (laughs) but the project is by formerly known or damn swindle formerly known as detroit swindle um and the name the, the project's name is um boxed out and the the name of detroit swindle changed to damn swindle because apparently people were a bit um were against the fact that these white dudes from amsterdam uh, had uh appropriated the culture of detroit house music um the birthplace of house you know detroit chicago like those dudes back in this i want to call it 80s late 80s early 90s i could be could be wrong about that don't give me don't quote me uh my frankie knuckles uh uh men at work you know you know um and yeah 
so they they came out and very very speedily said that they've changed their name from detroit swindle to damn swindle from their uh like um as a reference to their birth city amsterdam and also they also referenced the fact that the swindle pot was like kind of an inside joke like to let you know that hey it's detroit sounding music but it's a swindle we're not from detroit you get what i mean but anyway back to the track and i found that like very i don't know i found i found it like compared to what i was just speaking about and sometimes you know people pick their battles you can pick what's what it, it feels like sometimes like man bro people will find anything to be upset about like like the outrage never stops and sometimes you think like i but is this the best way that the energy the energy to fight the powers that be could be used fighting some very like niche house music artists from amsterdam i get it right i get it and they also get it they changed it very quickly and they were apologetic whether they do or do not have anything to apologize for is not my concern the album though is my concern and i heard this album in 2014 it came out around the same time that they actually came to tour south africa they performed at the warm-up josie around the time of my birthday i actually remember this and it was an incredible incredible set by them uh, it mirrored one of their boiler room sets like i'd heard that set so many times that by the time they were playing their set i could kind of pinpoint when certain songs were coming due to the transitions or whatever i'm a nerd i <laughs> but it was an incredible album guys it has been a goddamn pleasure if you're still listening up until this point i really fuck with you because that means you really took into heart what i was saying in terms of this conversation that we need to have this broader conversation and i hope to have guests speak about it with me on another date but today it was just me and therefore the conversation could be flawed uh i'm obviously hoping for any kind of guidance in this in this in this realm i as i've said i've been complicit so i don't know what to do and you can help me in this journey and we can help each other but as i was saying it's been a goddamn pleasure until the next time i bid you adieu and i will see you soon